0: All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am excited as always. We have another great entrepreneur on today. Her name is Regina and she is a business consultant and she's helped hundreds of businesses get to profitability, stay in business, saved a few marriages. It looks like that's a lot of stuff. Why don't you tell our audience a little more about what it is that you do and how you got into it?
1: Absolutely. Life and business strategist this year is going to be 21 years bumped into this. I believe that we all have a God-given purpose. God given blueprint. I always wanted to find it and no formal training or education. When I was 24, I literally walked into a company that hired me into their accounting department that was going through a chapter 11 reorganization at the tail end of it. And um, the mentor who was navigating that company through the bankruptcy... I felt immediately when I saw him, because he was at the office in my second interview, like I belong in that space. I didn't know why, but I knew like I belong in that space. And the company itself wasn't doing a corporate restructuring. That's what I've done for the last 21 years. They weren't doing it, but the company was going through corporate restructuring. And I was like, okay, I belong here. Didn't know why, but knew that I just had to be there. And when I realized what's happening, that... They're reorganizing, the mentors reorganizing the company. I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. I am in this company because this is just a vessel of how for me to get into corporate restructuring. Keep in mind, no formal training or education, barely got out of high school, but knew that I'm meant for something great. I naturally have a gift to understand people and money. And what do you do with that, right? Like where, where do you stick it? And business is about people and money. Those are the two main things that actually drive a business forward. You need people, you need money and everything else is just a line item. And I went back for about six months asking for an opportunity to navigate a client through restructuring. We're talking about Corporations, million dollars annual revenue, going through bankruptcies, going through financial struggles, millions in debt. All of them were nobody was like a few thousand in debt. These are like million in debt companies. I'm 24. I'm just a kid. I'm, who am I? to even be qualified, to even think that I'm qualified. But when God has a purpose for you, he has a purpose for you. And I went back for six months asking for a chance to prove myself and a chance to prove myself. And I was like, just give me one client that I will prove that I am that I belong in this category of doing business. And he finally gave me six months into this, a client that stayed with me for five years. And restructuring companies is very different than building a company from scratch. You're not coming in into like ground zero and you're building, you're coming in, $3, $5, 10000000 million in debt. That is chaos. Marriages are on the line because it causes a lot of frustration. A lot of employees, their paychecks are on the line. So there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of fear. There is a lot to do. It's not at that point. It's not just about the strategy. You have to keep the CEO sane so they can actually operate and make profitable, sound, safe decisions for the company. Because ultimately the company, the profitability of the company is simply based on the decision-making ability of the CEO. That's really what it is. The number is just the of decision-making ability. So being able to nurture the CEO, fine-tune the infrastructure, all of that stuff. And that is when you start to build people back up. You take them through bankruptcies, you take them through the process, you teach them to make better decisions. I get the numbers are just a byproduct of our decision making ability in, in our businesses. So, for the last really 21 years, that's what I've been focusing on. And 2019, I just felt God moving me into a different category. Plus, my kids were getting older. I was a little bit done with the chaos. My mentor and I didn't see eye to eye on certain things because I worked with him restructuring all these companies for all of these years, which was a phenomenal experience, but I wanted something different. My kids were getting older. I wanted more time for myself, chaos. So it was like, I am feeling this God nudge to go more into the online space. I just felt it. I don't know why I felt like God saying, okay, I've given you all these experiences. You can serve people in a different category now. I will still work with the bigger companies, but I found a lot of passion now supporting online entrepreneurs because a lot of the people in the online space, they don't really talk about what it actually takes to build a business. So I have taken all of that experience building real businesses. It's one thing, like I said, to build them, but when you restructure, it's like you go deeper. You understand what to do. You understand what not to do. You understand how to build relationships because money is in the relationship. I've taken all of that in the last four years, since 2019, I've been supporting mostly women. It was just easier to position myself as that in helping them start and scale their online businesses. So that's in a nutshell. That's
0: a great story and an amazing journey. You can really tell when people have found their calling because they're like, I do this. And then you think to yourself, boy, I don't think I would ever want to do that. When you're growing up, everybody wants to be a football star or they want to be a marine biologist. And then you hear people like, oh, I just found my calling. It's corporate restructuring. And I got to tell you, just from hearing that, like walking into a business and being like $4 million in the hole and then having to start from there. I feel stressed out just hearing about it.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love, I come alive. I'm like, oh my God, there is so much strategy here. Listen, I, God is a funny guy. He really gives us the tools, skills, and abilities that we all need. The problem is I don't think people really trust that those are the skills, gifts, and abilities. So they keep searching for more. Since I was a kid, I knew that I understand money, but numbers are money are two different things. I understand money, the organic nature of money, and I understand people and building relationships. I also function extremely well in chaos. I just do. The moment there is chaos, my nervous system is on point. Like people are like, oh my God, the sky is falling. am like, nothing is falling. This is a piece of cake, right? So I just see when I walk into chaos, I immediately see order. I immediately see structure. I immediately see clarity. I immediately see which pieces need to be shuffled around on a table, how to make it a cohesive, profitable, safe, and sane picture. I have my gifts and abilities. What better place to apply it? in failing multimillionaire corporations. If you would have told me before I got into that, as somebody who barely graduated high school, I have a two-year degree in fashion merchandising. That was the cheapest, easiest thing just to get everybody off my back. It took me like three years to finish a year and a half degree. So if you would have told me that I would be doing that with no actual on paper qualifications, and I've achieved this much success and this many people helped, none of it makes sense. But when you really walk in alignment with your purpose, it doesn't have to make sense. I've never walked into a company and I was like, I just don't know what to do here. I honestly have never had that experience. Because again, when you walk in your purpose, I just always have the answers. Even when I don't have it before I walk into the company, everything is crystal clear. The moment I open my mouth, stuff just comes out and it makes sense and it makes people money. So it's a matter of applying your gifts. And clearly you can tell I'm passionate about what I do, right? I just, I I love it. I love it. You know, the business strategy, the helping people, the saving jobs, the saving of the marriages, there's people don't understand what actually goes into building a business. It's all of these moving pieces and people undervalue and underestimate the stress and the responsibility the CEO has. A lot of people say he's just the CEO. She's just the CEO. The other people are doing all the work and stuff. The pressure and the responsibility on the CEO who has to hold millions of debt, or forget the debt, who just has to show up every single day and make good decisions so that everybody profits and gets paid on time. Everybody has an opinion about a CEO, but not everybody's willing to be one, right? So to be the support system for these people that are willing to take on such a responsibility, create jobs for other people, and just do all of these things, what a better way to use my life, really.
0: Well, that's amazing. And I love that you're passionate about it because I'm also very passionate about helping entrepreneurs. And like you said, uh, until you've really been a CEO, started a business, run it, you can't really know what it's like. And I think people also, they have the idea you'd have people who have built their businesses up and now they're multimillionaires or billionaires. And you know maybe they are a little more relaxed than they used to be as they were building and growing their business. But If you don't show up to work as an employee, that's their problem. And if the money doesn't come in, they have to take it out of their pocket to make sure that you get paid. So although it doesn't always seem like they're doing much and they're maybe not on the factory floor, like making the widget or whatever, there are so many other things and so much pressure on them that you just don't get as an employee.
1: You know, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because yes, CEO people don't realize the the actual pressure because they don't really know. Listen, a lot of these CEOs mortgage their homes to actually start a business. And a lot of the times they're in financial trouble and they're mortgaging their home to continue paying the employees so the employees have a paycheck. So there is a lot. I really believe that you need to be a CEO to really understand the CEO. And I've seen this all the time. Employees say, when I walk into these companies and I, what does he know? What does she know? They're not on the floor. They're not doing this and that. But if nobody actually has the courage to invest the money, to start the business, the employees wouldn't have those widgets to build a shop floor because it's coming from somebody's going out there and selling so there is a production on the floor. It doesn't just happen. And I've seen people feel like it just happens. They go to work eight to five and the sales orders are coming in, the deliveries are happening. No, like there is a whole infrastructure behind it. But walking with so many CEOs, well over a hundred of these corporations where you hear their fears. These are real people. They worry about their employees. It's not just, I don't care. Like they worry about when it's time to cut people out because they can't financially sustain it. And a lot of times I have seen these CEOs care about the employees much more than the employees care about the CEO because they're like, what do they get? They don't understand. I'm doing the work and stuff like that. But I've had the privilege to work with a lot of incredible business owners and these men and women, I honor them to carry that amount of stress and show up to every single day. An employee can call in sick if they're having a bad day a lot of CEOs don't have the luxury to call and say when they have a bad day, especially when things are falling apart. They have to keep everything together, including keep the peace and sanity in their home. That's a lot of pressure. So I honor anybody who has the courage to say I'm going to be a business owner. I really do.
0: Yeah, it's like being the captain of a ship. You might be the person down below, making sure that coal's getting put into the furnace to keep the ship going. And you think, oh, the captain's just holding the wheel and steering it, blah, blah, blah. But if somebody's not out there looking for the iceberg, you can shovel all the coal you want, but the ship's still going down.
1: I think it's such a more important conversation we're having right now. I love it. Yep.
0: Now, speaking of important conversations, I want to talk to you a little bit about your pivot into helping online business owners and some of the challenges there, because I feel like, especially in online business, people think it should be easy and they're just looking for like maybe one piece of strategy that's going to make them all this money and then they'll never have any problems in business again. And that's just not how it goes. So what has your experience been
1: with that? It's work. It's a business. People are sold in the idea that you just show up online and people throw money at you. That's false. It's easy to sell people on that because everybody wants that. And the reason people want that is the reality is we're just going to have a straight conversation. People are, want to avoid doing the hard stuff. People that don't mind doing the hard stuff, they're not looking for the easy way because like we know there isn't an easy way there. We know that there is an easy way. The money is always in the relationship. The money is always in the relationship. And this is about having the patience to grow and nurture your community. You know when people will come to me, especially when they're brand new online entrepreneurs. Like, Nobody's buying from you, I'm like, tell me why they should buy from you. Tell me why. Have you built the trust? Have you given before asking for something? Have you been providing extraordinary amount of value? Can you provide value for three months before anybody actually pays you? I struggled to monetize in the online space for about a year, a little bit over a year, practically making no money because I was so exhausted from this hustle of the offline space. I felt like I needed a break, and I also thought that it's going to be easy. I didn't go online because it's easy. I wanted to move online. But part of me, I wasn't ever like part of the online mentorship space. But then I I saw people talking about the easy. I got lost in the idea a little bit because I was just so overwhelmed from the hustle of almost 20 years of reorganizing these companies in this chaos. It was a lot of stress, a lot of chapter 11, federal core bankruptcies. And I'm like, maybe there is some truth to this. I should know better, right? But I was sold in that idea. I didn't make any money for almost a year. And I'm like, wait a minute. like This is such BS. Do what you know how to do do the work, put the skin in the game, show up every single day, invest in mentorship, invest in information, invest in courses. I've been doing this for 21 years now. I'm constantly in mentorship and courses. I understand I've got blind spots. I understand I need information. I I can only grow based on the knowledge of, of information that I possess. I'm not too smart to continue learning and I did like over 113,000 120,000 in cash in under 6 months it skyrocketed when I literally start doing the same things every day which is be extremely consistent provide value before you ask for anything Why should people pay you? I serve my community every single day. I sell every single day. People are like, how can you sell every single day? Easy, I'm a business. It's about you sell every single day. If you serve and you actually provide value, you should be ashamed of yourself for not selling every single day. People actually need what you have. So insane amount of consistency, provide insane amount of value, give before you ask. And also, you know, I tell people, look at how you're buying. Would you buy somebody who's not consistent? Consistency builds trust. If you can't even show up every single day in the online, Online space for your own business, how could you possibly show up for me consistently if I'm hiring you one-on-one and paying you 10, 15, 20, $30,000 to work with you for three months or whatever, whatever the deal is, right? Whatever the con. If you can't even show up for yourself, what can you possibly do? What can you teach me? If you can't even trust yourself to show up consistently, there's nothing you can teach me. So consistency, value, growing your community, nurturing your community, serve and sell every single day, put skin in the game, put skin in the game. If you can't invest in high level mentorship, invest in whatever you can, but invest in a way that stretches you. If you can invest a hundred dollars, invest 200. So you're stretched a little bit. It's not about, I need to be in a private coaching in order to grow. When I came online, I wasn't able to do private coaching. I invested whatever I could that stretched me, but I kept absorbing correct information. I did not invest in information that says, this is how you make a million dollars in five minutes. That's a no. Focus on building foundation, focus on creating a scalable system. A lot of people want the quick win. I just want to make $5 here, $500. Don't go after the quick win because you're always on a hamster wheel of the quick win. Build an infrastructure, focus on client retention. Everybody talks about the selling. I want to sell. I want to sell on the next sale. Nobody talks about how do you get people to come back. That's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. If people only buy from you once and they never do, it means your stuff is crap. They're always chasing the next sale if they're not coming back. So like my client retention rate is astronomical high. Why? Because that's how you scale a business. You nurture the current as the current stays and the new comes in, that is how you grow. That's how you scale. So that's basically, that's the foundation. It's comprised of all the pieces.
0: Yeah. And you said a lot of valuable things. So there you go, given more massive value for free and consistency, as you were talking about is so important. I mean, why do people go to McDonald's? It's not because they make awesome hamburgers. We all know their food is okay. There are some people out there who absolutely love it, but most of us know it's not really that great, but you know what you're going to get when you go to McDonald's. You can trust it every time. And if you go to the family run restaurant down the street, if they're not consistent, maybe one time you went and it was amazing, but maybe the other time you went and your hamburger wasn't even cooked. Right. So consistency can definitely win out over quality a lot of times for that reason. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. it's important. And I think people are not consistent because they don't believe that it's going to work for them. And I've challenged my clients for this. They're like, I'm struggling being consistent, blah, 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 whatever. And I tell them, I said, let me ask you this. If I told you right now that you can show up for the next seven days consistently and you will make $10,000 cash, would you show up? No questions. Absolutely, I would. All right.
0: I want to ask you, you have helped so many other entrepreneurs and businesses with some of their financial challenges. What's the biggest financial challenge for you right now in your...
1: I don't feel I have, one. I'll tell you why. I don't see anything like a problem. I don't see anything like... It's, it's my. It's just my mindset, right? Nothing is a problem. And I know it's. it sounds maybe a little bit weird to some people, but I really, I don't process anything as a problem and I don't process failure. Maybe that's what makes me good at corporate turnaround because I don't process problems and failure. Like I just, it doesn't register for me. I'm still... I'm refining. I am refining how I want to lead and facilitate in the online space. The business is evolving because I am growing so fast in the online space. I'm fairly new, like about to hit four years. It's still fairly new. Still, I think, trying to figure out what I ultimately want it to look like. And I think it's making it move a little bit slower than it could be because I'm still refining the clarity because clarity gives us, it's like the rocket fuel as well. Still fine tuning the clarity on how I want it to look like, what I want it to be, because I feel God's also, okay, you've established yourself online. And I feel like I'm missing the bigger companies. I'm missing that. I'm missing those conversations. I'm missing the hustle. I'm missing the drive. So I feel like I'm a little bit slightly in slow motion in that area because I'm figuring out how I want to combine the two. So it's a thing that I'm navigating right now.
0: All right. Now, we love to talk about financial freedom on this show because I think ultimately, at least for most entrepreneurs, that's a big part of why they start a business. They want to be able to do with their life what they want to do when they want to do it. So would you share with my audience what... What financial freedom would look like to you if you never had to show up another day for work? What would you do with your time?
1: Oh, you ask great questions. I'm obsessed with what I do. I couldn't not do this. Full transparency. I couldn't. I, even as we're talking, you can just feel like my face is lit up, like my energy, like I'm just, I'm all about it. So I love the business strategy, but travel. I want to travel. I want to travel. This was one of the main reasons why I I shifted into the online space. I wanted to have the time freedom, the space freedom. I want to travel. I just, I'm, I'm 44. I've raised two kids. They're 25 and 18. I've dedicated my life to raising them, being planted in one place to give them the stability, helping all of these incredible companies. And I feel like, I feel like it's my time. So I'm never not going to do this. I'm literally obsessed, but having the freedom to do this from anywhere so I can actually travel and I'm an introvert by nature, believe it or not. And just so I can slow down, sit in the sand somewhere and just look at the ocean and I'm good. That, that to me is financial freedom, just to get on a plane and just go. That's it. Not having to ask permission of money, not to have to ask permission of time, not to do any of that, just go.
0: So where is on the top of your bucket list to go?
1: I want to go to Bali. I want to go to, oh my God, I know you know the place. Is it Maldives? Maldives. Yeah. You were that secluded, less people and on the water. So anything that fits that, I am good. I'm good. I want to go to France, travel the countryside. I want to go to Italy, travel the countryside. So that's my dream. Get in a little convertible and just drive. And even as I'm saying this, like my smile is bigger than my head.
0: That's why that's my favorite question to ask, because when you get people to really drill down and think about it, they really get so excited and they're eyes light up and you can just see the change in them. And that's why I love talking about financial freedom and helping people figure out how to get there because it it totally just changes the way people feel about life when they can focus on that kind of stuff instead of being in a scarcity mindset, just trying to get by. You know,
1: last thing I want to add, I believe if people really anchor in what it takes to build a business and are actually willing to do the actual work and the things that I've said, they will get to their financial freedom much faster. They will get to the experience that much quicker. If you put in the work now, you will get that financial freedom much sooner than you think. I highly believe it. I really do.
0: Awesome. Now, one of the things that I've noticed with entrepreneurs in general, and it's, it's not just entrepreneurs, it's all people is that almost nobody has a written financial plan. With the businesses that you worked with, maybe because they were doing so many millions, perhaps that's a little bit different, but what has your experience been with the CEOs you've worked with about their tracking numbers, having a plan? And do you have a financial plan yourself?
1: I do not because I'll tell you why I'll start with me I do not because online is such an organic place the amount of money we're capable to make blows me away so while I have an idea because I worked under such an infrastructure with all these clients with the federal courts and the chapter 11 is the federal court system and things like that I wanted room to breathe that's just for me that's just for me I know where I'm going I know where I'm headed but I've given myself a lot of room to breathe people have to decide what works for them in terms of my clients listen they're all they were all reorganizing. So let's just look at the fact, even if they had a financial plan, they completely didn't hit the numbers clearly. So... Again, people I want people to understand that all of this is just a byproduct of what you believe is possible for yourself. And we can outline all the numbers on paper, we can outline all the things, but you are the rocket fuel. You're it, especially for the online entrepreneurs. A lot of us are like one man, one woman show. Somebody has to implement the things you put on paper. And what I do know is that a lot of people I noticed that I worked with, they didn't necessarily even look at their numbers consistently or didn't know how to read their numbers or didn't understand their numbers. So I think it's very important for you to at least understand your numbers. That is yeah. highly important. It is because you can't make profitable decisions if you don't know where you're at. It's just not possible to do that. Especially if you're running companies with employees, with an infrastructure, with insurances, with overhead and stuff like that, you have to make decisions from a whole different level. Online entrepreneurs, we have it so good. You don't have the overhead. You don't have the employees, you don't have the workers come, you don't have this, but what a blessing that you don't have that pressure, that stress. But at least I believe, like I look at my numbers every single day for no, for the sole reason that I am in awareness of where I'm at on a daily basis for the sole reason, for the responsibility to my business, to my journey, to my numbers. It's such a small thing, but I highly—I don't care if you have five dollars in your account. If you're negative five hundred right now, if you've got five million, it doesn't matter. Look at your numbers every single day. It teaches you something very important. It teaches you to be responsible and to be aware of where you're at on a daily basis. And the only reason you can make good, sound, profitable decisions be, and help direct yourself to where you want to go is only by knowing where you are in the moment. That's it. Success is a day at a time process. It's not one one big giant step. It's a day at a time. It's all of these little tiny pieces collectively put together into a puzzle a day at a time. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point about looking at your numbers, because the only way that kind of thing really gets out of hand to you where you get to the point that, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. And now I'm in this big hole. And how did it happen is because you stop paying attention. I like to liken it to like growing a garden, right? You don't necessarily have to water every plant every day. They don't have to be weeded every day. You don't have to always take the pests off. But if you miss that one day that it's 95 degrees and you don't water them, all of that hard work could be gone.
1: 100% and a lot of people say I don't want to look at my numbers they're not as good or I'm negative or it doesn't make me feel good you have to it, it really teaches you something powerful and the devil is in the details I'm watching the clients that I'm having do this I even see something shift in them they begin to make decisions differently because there is a whole different level of accountability, responsibility, and awareness, you know? And sometimes uh, people are like, the numbers are not what, maybe even they're negative. That's not the point to shame yourself for all that. So maybe it's not the money you want to see in your bank account, but just the act of saying, I'm going to be responsible. I'm I'm able to look at the number without emotionally attaching and shaming myself and making myself, oh my God, I'm not as far along as I want to be. I look at all that with all of the emotion detached, strictly from a Strategic point for accountability, responsibility, awareness with no emotion. I look at the metrics with no emotional attachment. A lot of entrepreneurs, they look at the engagement, they look at this, they look at that to validate how they feel, to validate their worth. I'm like, don't look at it for that. Look at it for metrics so we know how to strategize. Don't look at it 20 people commented on my post. That means I suck today. Nobody likes me. No, that's our own business strategy. We'll look at it simply. As a business strategy, what are the numbers? Are we growing? Are we scaling backwards? What can we do better? What can we do more? You do it for that, not for the purpose to shame yourself and beat yourself up, strictly for the metrics. If you're going to run a business, you have to function and think like a business owner. And business owners need numbers. Otherwise, it's like blind leading the blind. What What are we doing here? You need to know the information.
0: All right. I've got one more question for you. What is your biggest initiative in your business for 2023? What's the one thing you'd love to accomplish this year?
1: helping people grow more businesses. I love it. I love it. Love it. I love the strategy. And I am watching a lot of people that I help with that, how they're making the impact that it goes for. So I would love that. That's in terms of with other people and for myself, more exposure. I'm ready to tap into, like I said, bigger businesses like I used to. So definitely more exposure for myself. Yep. Those are the two things.
0: Regina, it's been absolutely amazing. You really did have so much value to share. I know it's going to be just a big win for our audience this episode. Really happy to have you on and for you to take the time out of your day today. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you. This was great. I love the fast pace. So this is like totally up my speed. So thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now one last thing, if anybody wants to find out more about what you do, get in touch with you, what's the best place to do that?
1: Social media, Facebook, Instagram. I keep things stupid simple. We really do. Okay. Social media. Find Uh, me,
0: that's it. Very cool. If you're listening out there and you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review, do all that great stuff. And if you are an entrepreneur and you want to come on and be a guest and give some massive value to myself and my listeners like Regina did today, you can go to tyfpodcast.com. That's the letters, pyfpodcast.com. And we'd love to have you on as well. Regina, thanks again. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom, but let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers